gentlemen, start your engines. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. I'm not a crook. If you like your health care plan, you'll be able to keep your health care plan. Listening to Jim Paris Live, your source for the latest news on money, politics, prophecy, and preparedness. And now your host, the editor-in-chief of ChristianMoney.com and the author of more than 30 books, Jim Paris. All right, hello everybody, and welcome to the broadcast. Great to have you with us live tonight, of course, every Sunday night, except when we take the week off, which we did last week. But I have to tell you, I was very excited about how that went. We did a special replay broadcast, and people have just been raving about the replay that we did. And what I did was I took two older shows from about five or six years ago. One was on the the case proving the resurrection of Christ. Uh, great guest we had, Dr. Gary Habermas. And then we had Barry Schwartz talking about the Shroud of Turin. Now, what happened was when that replay went out under, I repackaged it, you know, as an Easter special. I did a little uh, opening from the sunrise service, which took place uh, uh, near my home here uh, in Palm Coast, Florida. So we put that out there and I heard back from uh, Dr. Habermas. Uh, He was excited that we replayed the show. My producer is actually working on rebooking him. We also then heard from someone that is an expert in their own right on the Shroud of Turin. And uh, they're going to be with us next week. So next week's guest segment is dedicated to the topic of the Shroud of Turin. And I'm really excited because I know that something like the Shroud of Turin, there's a lot of, you know, arguments on both sides, whether it is legitimately uh, the burial cloth of Christ. Uh, Is it a fake? Is it a fraud? Is it real? And uh, every year there seems to be more information that comes out that sort of heats up the debate on both sides of the argument. So we're going to get the very latest on uh, the Shroud of Turin and what we know now in 2021 about the legitimacy of the Shroud of Turin. Was it the burial cloth of Jesus Christ? That'll be next week uh, in our guest segment. Um, I was talking to my producer and, and um, you know, she was concerned, well, maybe it's too soon to do another show like that. Not not my view. I mean, I people could not get enough of the show we did this past week. Uh, so it's great to uh, talk about the Shroud again. That'll be in next week's Uh, broadcast. Okay, so tonight in our guest segment, I'm really excited to have him with us for the first time. Mike Hammond is here from the Gun Owners of America. Now, you're probably, of course, familiar with the executive order uh, and all the uh, saber rattling, if you will, of the Biden administration that they're going to come after guns and clean up the the uh, the gun problem in America. Uh, And their plan is always the same. The liberals take away guns from honest law-abiding citizens, that's how we're going to stop the criminals, which makes no sense. And in all of these blue cities where they're run by Democrats, they have among the biggest gun problems anywhere. So these Democrat liberal policies on guns simply don't work. The focus is to come after the law-abiding citizen that is legally owning a gun 
exercising their Second Amendment right. That's what the liberals want to focus on, which again makes absolutely zero sense. Zero sense. But uh, they're going to try to do it anyway. So the executive orders came out this week. Uh, Mike Hammond will be with us at the bottom of the hour to talk all about the executive orders and sort of the landscape of what's going on with the Second Amendment. And uh, I might even ask him a little bit if he knows anything about this whole Hunter Biden story, which is now starting to get a lot of attention. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit here in a couple of minutes uh, uh, during my uh, my news segment. But uh, that's also something that I'm very interested in as well. All right. Uh, I want to start out tonight by talking about Prager University being banned by TikTok. Now, what I found interesting about this, now, if you don't know who Prager University is, Dennis Prager is a conservative talk show host. Um, He's very interesting, a very unique guy. Um, I like listening to his show on occasion. I'll be honest, I'm not a regular everyday listener. But one thing about Dennis Prager is he is very intellectual guy. In other words, if he says something, he's got all kinds of backup for it. He's very uh, unlikely to give you an opinion without a ton of evidence to back up what he has to say. Uh, It's just sort of how he rolls. So he came out with this idea a few years ago of Prager University. And what they do is they create these, these short clips, and I've seen many of them. They're very brilliantly done on all kinds of different topics uh, in our culture. And uh, they're, they're very well done, and they're very factually based. And, of course, you may know of the litigation where uh, they've been at war with YouTube on and off. I don't think they're banned at YouTube. I think it's just that some of their videos have been taken down, and they're also... Uh, sort of restricted so that not as many people can see their channel. And there's been litigation uh, between them and, and the uh, owners of YouTube Google for a few years about that. But in any case, um, they are now permanently banned from TikTok. Now I want to say a few things about this. First of all, I posted this on my social media. I posted on there that PragerU is, is now permanently banned from TikTok. And the reaction I got from Christians was uh, a few people said, well, are you surprised? You know, a Christian, uh, you know, he's not a Christian. He's a Jewish man, uh, but but conservative uh, Christian right wing uh, ideas are being banned. Uh, Dennis Prager's a Jewish man, not a Christian. But in any case, uh, you know what I'm saying? A lot of Christian people saying, well, who is surprised? Who's surprised that conservative ideas are banned by yet another social media platform? But most of the people said this. They said, well, you know, who cares? Because TikTok is sort of a weird platform. And it, it you know, if you're not familiar with it, it's, it, it is a very different social media platform that caters to younger people, uh, much younger than you know, my age, I'm 56, not a lot of people in my age bracket probably going on TikTok. However, uh, just the idea that Christians are okay with a conservative being banned from yet another social media platform under the umbrella that, oh, well, you know, this is something we don't really use anyway. It's uh, sort of, you know, just for the younger people who really cares. You know, in my view, that is who we need to reach is the younger people, 
So the idea that it's okay that PragerU is banned from TikTok because it's focused on younger people is, I think, really backwards thinking. But just the idea that, well, you know, it's it's not Facebook, it's it's not Twitter, so that's okay. It, it really it's it's concerning to me that we haven't learned our lesson. I mean, even in this past few months, where the sitting president of the United States, Donald Trump, is banned from from Twitter. You know, uh, of course, he's still banned from Twitter even after he's out of the presidency. Um, but, you know, even even in this climate where we're seeing this happening, people are just very laissez-faire about the TikTok ban. Uh, so I just wanted to start with that and throw that out to you. And, you know, my view on it is this. Uh, something's got to be done about these social media platforms. We just can't continue down this road. And I'll be honest with you. Um I don't think Donald Trump really took the bull by the horns on this issue early enough on in his presidency. You know, he was fine because he had Twitter and he had the huge following on Twitter. But all along the way, there was a lot of people being banned and shadow banned from social media. And, uh, you know, the president said some things about it here and there. But uh, not until the last few months of his presidency did he really try to go after these people. And, um, you know, I just wonder when, when are we going to be able to have the political will and the right people in power, uh, to really go after these social media platforms and the way you go after them is how Trump wanted to go after them, which was in his last few months in office, the idea that they can't be both a public forum that has no liability for what's posted there. They can't be that, and also a publisher and, and edit what is there. So you sort of can't have it both ways, Facebook, Twitter, uh, and the like. Um, but they want to have it both ways. And we've let them have it both ways. We've let them have that exemption, uh, claiming they're a community forum and that they're not able to be sued for what someone else posts because they're not a publisher. But yet they then step in and act as a publisher when it's a conservative that is posting something they don't like, they don't agree with. Uh, and, and it's also, you know, this scary thing of rede redefining hate. So it is now considered hate speech. Basically, if you have a different opinion uh, than someone else about one of these hot social issues, if you have a different viewpoint on it, uh, then that's considered hate. And we're going to take down uh, your, your, your account. We're going to either block you for a few days, a few weeks, or maybe give you a permanent ban, which is what just happened to uh, Prager University, permanently banned from TikTok. Now, let me mention something else to you, and, and I have talked about this uh, in the last few weeks, and, and it's starting to buzz again on the Internet. Uh, if you haven't been paying attention, the, uh, the trial of former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin is going on right now. And it looks like maybe in the next couple of weeks, that trial is going to be over and the case is going to go to the jury. And um, I'll be honest with you, uh, as someone who started out with the idea that Chauvin was guilty of at least something, that was my position in the beginning. But now what I've seen, I'm not so sure how I would vote if I were on the jury. And, and if you haven't been following the trial and you have and your viewpoint hasn't changed, 
that's probably you're not aware of this evidence that the public is not seeing. Um, for example, there was a video that was shown during the trial that showed that Chauvin was not he did not have his his knees on the neck of George Floyd. He actually had his knees on the shoulder blades and it was just sort of a camera trick of the angle of the camera. There's a lot of things like that that are coming out in the trial that are raising the possibility that maybe there's going to be a hung jury or possibly even a not guilty verdict. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, you know, I, I, I still think the guy is being pinned down for nine minutes and he's saying he can't breathe. I still feel morally there's something wrong with that. I can't, uh, I can't see that being right. And I keep thinking there's got to be some legal punishment for the officers that did that. But on the other hand, there's a lot of other evidence that's coming out. And so the scary thought is this. I mean, what if there's a hung jury? What if Derek Chauvin is found not guilty? What happens to Minneapolis? Wow. Can you even imagine? Uh, that's something percolating, uh, which could be a major major story within the next couple of weeks, not just in Minneapolis, but remember, I mean, this is probably would spread nationwide to pretty much every major city. Uh, the Hunter Biden case, do you remember Hunter Biden's laptop and, uh, the deal with Ukraine and the big guy that's referenced in the emails and the deal with China and all of this, uh, seedy stuff on the laptop and, the investigation into uh, acting as a foreign agent without registering, the investigation into money laundering, all of these things. And isn't it quiet? It is so quiet right now. And all we're hearing about is this book, this Hunter Biden book, which is going to, you know, share his uh, sort of his struggles with drugs and addiction and all of that. And, uh, you know, is going to present him in a very sympathetic light. That's really all we're hearing about right now. But this other story, which is not getting a lot of coverage, no surprise, is about this gun episode. And I don't know if you've read about this. I don't know all the details on it, but something about uh, Hunter Biden uh, buys a gun and, and he lies on the application uh, which asks about uh, convictions or or, or um, penalties related to uh, to drugs, and of course, you know he was kicked out of the service for drug use. Uh, so many people argue that he was not truthful uh, on that application to get that gun, and then some bizarre story about the gun being thrown away in a garbage can, and nobody knows where the gun is. And uh, there's a very interesting, funny meme that is going around right now on social media. Uh, which is, uh, if you want to start with enforcing gun laws, start with Hunter Biden. Uh, this whole bizarre story, which I haven't spent a lot of time looking into it, but uh, it sure sounds suspicious. And then there's uh, claims that maybe the Secret Service was involved in, in, in sort of covering that up, uh, which, you know, they deny. Uh, but man, it's just another, it's like Hunter Biden is like the gift that keeps on giving, uh, for conservatives. And it seems like, you know, a lot of politicians have someone like this. Um, you remember uh, Jimmy Carter had Billy Carter and you remember, uh, Bill Clinton had Roger Clinton. There's, there's always this like character 
that's sort of hanging out there uh, for these uh, these presidents that they have to deal with. Uh, and I don't know, Hunter Biden, um, uh, I guess he's got a residence now uh, in Washington, D.C., in addition to having a, a place out on the West Coast. Uh, but maybe his dad's trying to keep him close. But this is going to be fascinating to see what happens because if Hunter Biden is not brought up on charges uh, for all of these things re- related to the laptop and, and 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 supposedly money laundering and allegations of uh, acting as a foreign agent and all of this stuff with Ukraine and China, I mean, how is that going to be explained away? But again, it wouldn't surprise me if it was swept under the carpet. All right. What else do we have here? David Hogg. Do you remember David Hogg? He is a young man who has sort of made his stock and trade uh, is one of the uh, survivors of that, uh, that mass shooting in South Florida. He was a student uh, at Stoneman Douglas. Um, in any case, he got into a spat, a very public spat with uh, Mike Lindell, the my pillow guy. So he was going to exact his revenge on Mike Lindell and how he was going to do this was to start a competing pillow company. And I think this was about maybe six weeks ago that this came out six weeks, maybe seven weeks ago that David Hogg is going to quote unquote, put Mike Lindell out of business by coming up with his own. This is how liberals think. It's like, I know what I'll do. I'll start a competing pillow company. Now, my pillow has been around for, I don't know, like 20 years. And, and I mean, the guy has a, a you know, incredible following and, and people love his product. And, but no, this, this young kid just out of high school, uh, who's, he's all about taking away the guns from everybody. Um, he is going to go after, uh, Mike Lindell by starting his own competing pillow company. So the news is today that, the uh, so-called good pillow <laughs> that yes, that's what he called it. Good pillow. Good pillow is now dead apparently. So David Hogg has withdrawn from the good pillow venture as the headlines uh, were uh, posted today. I don't know if you saw this story, but uh, black lives matters. Uh, Patrice colors. Uh, she, she just went on a buying spree and, uh, she's one of the top people in black lives matter. And according to reports, uh, just bought a $1.4 million home. And then I read another article that there were other homes that she purchased as well. And this is getting a lot of attention and liberals are also a little bit upset about this as well, because apparently she's buying these homes in, like gated communities that are mostly comprised of, of white people. And um, it just goes to show you, and so many of these nonprofits, so many of these charities uh, are really all about making money. And, uh, you know, BLM uh, may have some true believers, uh, some people that are really wanting to, uh, you know, do what MLK did. But, you know, honestly, folks, if that's your heart, you probably need to start a different organization because BLM uh, is certainly not walking in the uh, footsteps of Martin Luther King. And then we've got this story uh, about uh, $1.4 million houses and even other houses as well. And it looks like uh, yet another nonprofit uh, being cashed in on if these allegations are true. 
I, th- I saw this story and I posted it. I got a lot of different reactions about uh, this story here. Uh, 40% of uh, the, the Marines, 40% of, of U.S. Marines opted out of the COVID-19 vaccine. I, I put that up online. And uh, one person said, oh, yeah, they opted out because they want to let other people get it first because they're Marines. Okay, that's an interesting take on it, but that's not what happened. Uh, we had There are a lot of people. This is the one thing that scares me about getting the vaccine, and I haven't gotten it yet. I'm not 100% sure that I am going to get it. If I do get it, it'll be mostly because I play with a big band and they're very uh, much elderly people that are in this band that I play in. Most of them are north of 70 and many of them have um, comorbidities uh, and other you know, medical issues. And just out of respect for them, I may get the vaccination to be able to make them feel comfortable. And, and, and I'm probably going to do it for that reason. I, I really no other reason to do it, I guess, other than maybe that I want to start traveling again, uh, do some international trips, but I don't really have anything planned. So there's no urgency uh, from that standpoint, but you see these stories where, you know, they'll offer the vaccine to everybody in a hospital and you'll see a story that 30, 40% of the medical workers turn down the vaccine. Now to me, that's, that's the one thing that scares me because I think to myself, okay, if the medical people are turning it down and now we've got, uh, the Marines, 40% of those in the Marine Corps are turning down the COVID-19 vaccine. Well, I mean, maybe just because they're young and they're in they're in fantastic physical shape. They don't really see uh, any reason to get vaccinated. Um, I read a story today, which pointed out that the Pentagon doesn't really have an official policy on this. In other words, the Pentagon is not telling the members of the military, you must get vaccinated. They're not doing that. They're leaving it up to people to make their own decision, but they are punishing them. In particular, there's one army base where unless you're vaccinated and have your vaccination proof, you're not allowed to enter into the fitness center. So there are some punitive uh, steps being taken against those in the military who are not getting vaccinated. Uh, But I just find this very interesting. I don't know. I mean, 40% is a big number. And uh, I posted that up on my social media, got kind of a wide array of opinions on it. Uh, Most people said, yeah, because they're smart, they're not taking it. Well, you know, I'm not anti-vaccine. I'm I'm really not. A lot of people would think uh, this is a conservative show that I'd be, you know, all about don't take the vaccine. I'm never taking the vaccine. I don't have that strident of a position on it. I do kind of like the idea of waiting a few months here to see how other people do with it. And because every so many days, you know, every few days, you know, the stories will pop up of, of, of problems with one vaccine or another. And it's kind of just, you know, instructional to look at what's happening uh, in the outcome uh, and the troubles that some people are having medically after getting the vaccine. So I'll probably get it, but it's just a story that does getting a lot of buzz Uh, at least on my social media. Uh, All right. Um, This story, I told you about it two weeks ago, the last live show we were on, and a lot of people are excited about it. I just put this app on my wife's phone today, and this is a way that you can get cash back 
every time you buy gas. And it's not just five or 10 cents. It's a lot of money. Uh, 30 cents a gallon is significant, right? Uh, that's what some of these gas stations, uh, would set you up to get in cash back. And then all that money, I got my first, um, wave of money back. I took, and I put it on an Amazon gift card. So you can take your cash back as an Amazon gift card, or you can get a PayPal payment, or you can get gift cards to any number of retailers or restaurants. This is totally free to do. And the app I'm talking about is in my latest article and uh, I do write for medium.com. So if you want to get to this article, go to jameslparis.medium.com, jameslparis.medium.com, and get this app. You put it on your phone. It's free, and you get paid cash back on all of your gas purchases. There's really nothing you have to do. You just go to the gas. You select the gas station you want to go to, and then you get the cash back on your app. It's super simple. Uh, to get set up. And um, if you're buying gas, you might as well get the cash back. And the other cool thing is this app is also setting up uh, for cash back on groceries soon and also cash back on restaurants will be added very soon. And it's nationwide and it's free and uh, it's very popular. In fact, if you go to the, it's available for both the iPhone as well as the Android. But if you go to the app store, uh, in Apple, you'll see that there's 115,000 reviews of the app, and it has a 4.8 rating. So people love it. Check out the uh, app over at jameslparis.medium.com. Uh, tonight's sponsor, by the way, is VARS Training. That's V-A-R-S Training. And the easy way to get to VARS is internetpaycheckforlife.com. Internetpaycheckforlife.com. A question came in just before I went live. And the question is, Jim, if I join the VARS training, how quickly can I start making money? Because I want to start making money right now. One of the things I teach you in my training, it's all about making money online. But there's sort of a, a side thing that I teach you right from the very beginning is that you can go out in your own community as a consultant and begin making money immediately even before your own website and your own online platform is up and going, you can begin making money by working as a consultant, helping local businesses in your area with their internet marketing, setting up a website, their social media, their videos, their Facebook, their Instagram, their Twitter, all of that. And I teach you that in the course. Tonight's sponsor so that we're commercial free. Check it out tonight. There's three free lessons there for you. Internet paycheckforlife.com tonight's sponsor internet paycheckforlife.com two more quick stories here before we get to our guest segment sylvester stallone goes against cancel culture i don't know if you saw this story over the weekend uh, stallone joins trump's mar-a-lago club <laughs> and uh he doesn't care because uh you know everybody's upset with trump and uh, boycotting Trump and everything he's doing and yada, yada, yada. But uh, Stallone, Rocky, right? Uh, he, uh, you know, you wonder if you go into Mar-a-Lago, if there's like a fitness room in there. And if you walked in there, I mean, if you had the money to join Mar-a-Lago, if you'd go in there and there'd be a heavy bag hanging and you'd see Stallone, you know, punching the heavy bag at Mar-a-Lago. I don't know. He lives there in Palm Beach. So, it's sort of uh, the top club to join, I guess, is Mar-a-Lago, uh, Trump's club, which I think it's like two or 300,000 
just to join. So you've got to be super rich uh, to join his club. But uh, Stallone did that, went against the, <laughs> went against the Hollywood uh, culture, cancel culture, and uh, went ahead and joined Mar-a-Lago anyway. And if you've been following this show and if you've been following me for years uh, and you've been following my advice, you're probably jumping up and down right now. So excited because Ripple XRP that we started talking about when it was three cents many years ago uh, is making a comeback. Uh, Of course, the all time high is three dollars and thirty cents, three dollars and forty cents somewhere uh, in there. Well, there's there was some setbacks and it pulled back and it was recently as cheap as a quarter to buy the uh, competing currency to Bitcoin Ripple XRP. But uh, it's it's up to a buck 40 and uh, it's really starting to take off. And I'm really excited about it. And there's a lot of information that we're uh, posting about this uh, online. So follow me on social media. I also talk uh, quite a bit about it in my online workshop, which is all about cryptocurrency. And you can find out more about that by going to bitcoinworkshop.us, bitcoinworkshop.us. But take a look at it. It's one of three or four cryptos that I really believe could be the next Bitcoin. And I started talking about it when it was three cents. It's now a buck 40, a buck 40. But I, I really think uh, it could be the next Bitcoin. And I'm really excited. Uh, got so many good, uh, positive Thank yous this week from people who said uh, one email in particular said, uh, Jim Paris, you may absolutely change my family's future uh, because of the information you shared about Ripple XRP that I followed a few years ago. Uh, so there you go. All right. We're going to take a one minute break. When we come back, we'll be uh, joined by our special guest, Mike Hammond. He's with Gun Owners of America. We'll refire the open and we'll be back in one minute. Stand by. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 